and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Everybody, welcome into your weekend. That's right, it's Wednesday night, but it's time for the weekend because tomorrow is Thanksgiving. We got the long weekend, and Mike and I are joining you early this week. Normally, you get the odds couple each and every Friday night from 7 to 8 here on ESPN 1000, presented by PropSwap. We're on early. We're getting ready for Thanksgiving. We thought we'd have three games to talk about tomorrow. Instead, we have two. They have moved Ravens-Steelers officially because of some COVID concerns until Sunday. So luckily, we still will get that game. But, Mike, as always, it's great to talk to you, my friend. My partner is smoking hot, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm 1-6 in in the last three weeks of my best plays. I apologize, but Mike has more than made up for it. He is on a terror, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, uh, 12-4, including my Twitter picks, which I I only lost one last week. But also 8-3 on the show the last three weeks. But, Carm, I want to tell you something. 1-6 ain't nothing for you. It isn't. It's nothing. You'll be back we'll this back. week because I'll tell you why. You carried the load at the beginning when I did worse, and it, it looked worse because it started at the beginning. <laughs> you're in the middle, which is fine because you built something up, and now you're going through a couple. But I'll tell you, it's all about the ball bouncing the right way. The only reason I lost one game last week is the Cal quarterback yeah. Okay, threw the ball, got deflected in the air, and the other team intercepted it. Before that, Every every break has gone my way, and that's what it's about. It's also about picking the right games because our leans came through mm-hmm. again. Northwestern, yeah. I mean, come on, folks, and and you know, I know something. I want to first wish everybody, including my partner and Randy and everybody else, a happy Thanksgiving, and hope everybody's safe. And and you know what? It's going to be a great, great weekend because I got some winners. I got we got some college going on. NCAA basketball back. Yeah. Like I said today. On Carmen and Yurko, and folks, like I said, uh, give yourself a personal gift and just turn them on. <laughs> it's two hours, okay? It's a holiday season. Gift that keeps giving. That's it. There's no doubt about it. And you guys work hard, but like I said today, it's amazing to me. Uh, somebody under Cleveland Brown expels gas, <laughs> and the next thing you know, the whole damn place is shut down. And like it's Dunkirk, and then you know there's there's like sixty uh, NCAA basketball games on. I'm living the COVID good life right now. I mean, the, the slate of games really today and through this weekend, it's crazy. I know some think that uh, college basketball is going to really be stressed and testing its limits here. I know there were already some cancellations today. I, I feel like it's going to be hard for them to get every time somebody close gets to the a full flu, season. We would have never played if we did the no, flu the same way as this. If they had this, if they had, it, if they had, this, we got to get the vaccine. If they had these sports back a hundred years ago. It would have been interesting to see how it would have been. You're right. And once the vaccine gets rolled out, hopefully that's better. I, I think it's going to be kind of a weird year for college basketball. What I do think, Mike, is that they will be like these other sports because, listen, whether we like it or not. Uh, the almighty dollar has a tendency to speak. Absolutely. And there's no way the NCAA can afford to lose another tournament come March. So I think it's going to be a very discombobulated year. Uh, I guess I'd use that word. They might only These teams might only play a dozen or 15 games. I think they've got to just hope. And this is what I think they're going to do, Mike. They're going to hope, keep their fingers crossed, they can get 
maybe 15 games in each, 20 games at the most, get to a bubble in Indy or something like that for a tournament and play a tournament. Well, all I know is this is beautiful, and I'll tell you this. They're going to start playing. Everybody's got to sooner or later open up a little bit. There's no doubt in my mind, and this was said 20 years ago, 30 years ago, that TV would be the savior of sports, that the fans would be insignificant. Okay, this was said to me in the 60s, 70s, 80s. I read all sorts of stuff on this, and it's turned out to be true because the TV money is saving sports. It's saving the pros, and it's saving uh, NCAA, football and basketball. Can you imagine if there was no TV money? No, in any of these sports, they'd be 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 folding shop, absolutely. That would be it. Yeah, you'd be closing shop. You're right, absolutely. I mean, especially the NFL. I mean, baseball, the only way it was able to really happen is uh, because – uh, the TV money. You're absolutely right. So luckily that, you know, that's there and it, and it, it we, we press on. I mean, and um, I know sometimes sports hey, anytime time there's action time. I don't care about that anymore. Hey, if there's games, I'm going to see if yeah. I can bet it. If not, if whatever happens, happens. You and I can't do anything about it. Right. I know. And it, we try to enjoy it the best we can. For a lot of people, it is yep. a nice, welcome, pleasant escape. I know that in the grand scheme of things, they can seem insignificant, but it does provide a nice escape for people. And we press on. And look, that's it. Uh, the game I was looking forward to most tomorrow, obviously on Thanksgiving Day, was the nightcap. I, you know, the first two aren't particularly the only great. Good one. Yeah, I mean, on paper, it certainly appears to be the only good one. Now we got to wait till Sunday for that, but okay, at least we can potentially get it on Sunday. Right. Uh, the games tomorrow, uh, I don't think are great. With that said, I'll still be watching them. You know, we still get to watch the Sean Watson in the first game. Had it not been uh, Thanksgiving week. I wonder if Matt Patricia gets fired uh, before he gets on the team plane back from Carolina last week. I'll be honest with you, but it's a short week, and they weren't going to fire a coach. But he he's hanging by a thread, I think, Mike. And they're the only uh, home team. Well, one game's been moved now, but they were the only home team getting points on mm-hmm. Thanksgiving Day. Small spread, about a two-and-a-half, three-point spread. Uh, but, boy, the Lions are just uh, a complete and total disaster with injury and everything else. Yeah, and by the way, let me just remind everybody, there's two pro games, but there's also two college games tomorrow. There'll be some basketball on tomorrow, so it's not like we're suffering at all. Yeah. But you're right, I wanted to see that game uh, because I, I was sort of, and, and I, I did the homework on all my games. Mm-hmm. I got up really early, man, and I started doing this because when you're on a roll, you want to stay on a roll. And I look at, at Baltimore, this was a time where Lamar Jackson would have answered some questions in front of a national TV audience. Uh, instead, we're going to see uh, two games that aren't that good. You're going to try to, you know, I don't have a good read on those two games. I had uh, a lean, listen to this, on on uh, Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a, not a, a total pick. So, you know what, we'll wait till Sunday. At least we got two NFL games, but that's 2020, isn't it? It is. That's, uh, you know, you, you got to make the best out of it. We'll still get to see two games, the very traditional games tomorrow. The amazing thing is in the second game in the Dallas game. Are you Dallas having cardboard game, cutouts at the house of your, no. of your family? <laughs> no. uh, of your, I mean, not the no. media, not Giovanni, you know, <laughs> not the kids. I mean, they're going to be there but i'm talking about you know you know, aunts the, uncles the, brothers aunts uh, uncles everything cardboard cardboard cutouts that's right that's pretty funny though actually come I, on we should have done that and just taken a picture because that'd be hilarious I, oh i wish on. i thought of that i love that's it. right i mean you know just have you know where i sit across my aunt may's been dead a few years but i loved her i might get a cardboard cut you go cut out sit across from her happy thanksgiving right oh yeah what are you and b doing for thanksgiving just well, 
Well, we always do. We stay home stay on home. Thanksgiving. Oh, <laughs> Watch the football. COVID is right up my alley. I mean, you don't have any obligations. You know, you don't have to get anywhere. You got games up the yin yang. You're, you know, and especially if you're making money. Yeah. Sit, you know, sitting around, laying in bed, having a salami sandwich. You know, making <laughs> some dough. Does B do the the traditional uh, turkey oh, yeah. and everything, and then some Italian thrown in? Uh, you know, my we used to no. do the meatballs and sausage with first of all, pasta, let me just the starch, say this. and then the turkey. I was doing the Thanksgiving Day tips back in '92. They become a staple of Americana. They have, okay, absolutely, no doubt about it. Now things have changed. There's computers now. No, you know, I I, I update out a video tomorrow on North to North. You know, no cell phones at the table. Right. Make sure that you eat at halftime because they do say the average amount of time it takes to prepare Thanksgiving meals, like 18 hours, right. and the average time to eat is about 12 to 15 minutes. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, you, you know, you just get it between the Dallas game, you know, the <laughs> halftime, and and you go, but BB makes the turkey, we have two stuffings, but I, I, I don't go with the nine sides. Okay. And by the way, I understand people like macaroni and cheese, but it's Thanksgiving. You can have it at any day, any time. Yeah. Macaroni and cheese. Step out a little bit. Yeah, okay? yeah, right. That's like there are better I, I Thanksgiving so staples. Right. Oh, I love mac and cheese. When did that start? Okay, that's I, when we had when me and my family we had no money. That's what we turned to. <laughs> if I I want to upgrade a little bit for Thanksgiving. Right. Exactly. You got to go bigger on Thanksgiving. Noodles with cheese. We're Italian. Uh, yeah, we have that every day. Come on. Uh, that that second game. <laughs> at least there's you know uh, it doesn't appear to be very good on paper. Don't try to dress it up. Well, this I would, game sucks. The only thing that you've got going. Happy uh, Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, the yeah. second game is thanks. Yeah. The only thing is the team that wins that game at least until Sunday, depending on what the Eagles do. That team's going to be in first place with four wins in the NFC East. It's crazy. That's going to be your division leader. Well, one of my favorite people in the whole world, I think he's one of the geniuses of sports. And, I, and I'm not kidding you. It's the guy that has that 70, Super 70 sports. Oh, I love tweet. it. There's nobody better than this guy. I show my wife. I show my mom. Yeah. And they all think the guy's hilarious, yeah. right? Okay, he put today, he said, what a beautiful effing disaster this is. And he put up the NFC East. The Eagles are 3-6-1. and one, The Giants are 3-7. and seven, Washington's 3-7. and seven, And the Cowboys are 3-7. and seven. And we get mad about our picks? I know. I mean, it's... They're not as... Hey, I'm more ashamed if I have a losing week. It seems like than the teams in the NFC East. It's, they just go about their business. It's week 12. The winner's going to be in first place oh, for a few days. With God, four wins. With four wins. It's incredible. It, it's unbelievable. At Philadelphia... I mean, I'm looking at them last week. I'm going, what happened? They were, you want to talk. See, I don't know what's worse. I guess the Philadelphia, I would have preferred if the 85 Bears were like the Philadelphia Eagles and came out of nowhere than to be promised six Super Bowls in six years, you know, and only come out with one like they did. Hmm. It's criminal. I'm still, Nick Foles, this whole thing doesn't make any sense. Uh, He's an. I know. I like to bring them up to the you. The whole thing is just a disaster. Well, no. But you know what? Here's the deal, though. Let me ask you a question. Let's say the Bears lose, and they're already getting eight, eight and a half. Yeah. But they lose thirty-five to twenty or twenty thirty-five to twenty-four, and their offense does better. The rushing does better. Okay, we don't want to lose. But at least you know the offense is better, and the defense finally broke down. What I don't want to see again. Whether it's true, this is Trubisky's shot. He only gets one chance. 
Foles will get 10. He'll get 10 more somewhere along the line. He gets one chance. I want to see him produce. Right. Win or lose. Yeah. That, this offense has to produce. We'll talk a little bit more about the Bears right. and Packers game on Sunday night. Uh, also, our buddy Luke Pergandy. Oh, I don't like it. Right, let's go. He's going to join us coming up next to tell us what's hot at Prop Swap. Prop um, Swap. And we will continue to work our way through the Week 12 board. A lot of college stuff. Basketball's underway. A lot of good college football games including a couple interesting ones in the Big Ten and the Iron Bowl. So Mike and I are going to talk about all of it. We're on early this week. We're getting you set for the long holiday weekend. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. We're the Odds Couple, and we're coming right back. This is the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. Alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFalco. We're on a little early with you this week. It's Wednesday night. We're here for you, getting ready for uh, tomorrow, the big day, Thanksgiving, and the uh, long holiday weekend. Uh, Normally, you get us each and every Friday night on uh, a little bit early this week. And it's that time in the show, Mike, to say hi to our buddy Luke Pergandy. Yes. Oh, turkey. Thanksgiving. One one of the founding members of PropSwap, our great uh, presenting sponsor, where America buys and sells its sports tickets. I just sold my Aaron Rodgers MVP ticket. PropSwap is so much fun. And uh, Luke is with us now on ESPN 1000. By the way, happy belated birthday. How are you, Luke? Happy birthday, bud. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing very well. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, the initial college football playoff rankings were released yesterday. Alabama won, Notre Dame two, Clemson three, Ohio State four. When you're looking at the odds, most books have it listed this way. Bama, your favorite. Ohio State, the fourth-ranked team, your second choice at about plus 225. Clemson at plus 350. And then Notre Dame at 14-1. to There could still be some value there. Uh, Northwestern is in the top 10 at number eight. They're all the way down to 15 to one. Are Notre Dame and Northwestern tickets being bought and sold right now on PropSwap? Yeah. 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 Two, two Midwestern uh, universities that have made a name for themselves this year. Uh, yeah. Northwestern, we just sold a $1,100 Northwestern to win the Big Ten ticket. Awesome. So they they control their own destiny, obviously. If they they can actually drop a game and still get to the Big Ten championship, uh, they have a cakewalk. They have like Illinois, Minnesota, and another. Uh, I think uh, Michigan State That's is their other weekend. third opponent yeah. left. Yep. Um, so yeah, they we we sold a ticket on odds at uh, seven hundred, so oh, seven wow. to one. Wow. Uh, and it was actually the cousin Sal. The uh, mm-hmm. you know Jimmy Kimmel's cousin, and right. he co-hosts the uh, Bill Simmons podcast. Um, so yeah, I mean, Northwestern is perfect for prop swap. You know, I don't think they stand a chance against Ohio State. I think Ohio State will pull them. Um, so take, take the cash. You know, uh, Luke, I I was thinking that, uh, you know, the NFL has one COVID case, like at Cleveland, they shut everything down. Yet I'm watching uh, earlier today, for instance, uh, basketball all over the screen, college basketball, indoors, it's a whole ball of wax. I don't know how they're getting away with a lot of that. But what's the, I haven't been paying full attention to what's going on in NCAA basketball. Is it the usual six, seven characters, Michigan State, Duke, the, you know, Kentucky? Zaga. Nothing, 
Yeah, Gonzaga, nothing's really changed, right? Yeah, not a ton has changed yet. Obviously, the you know season is just starting this week. Um, I think they'll get this done. The plan of now is to do it in a bubble in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like every coach in the country is all for that. So, you know, the bubble model worked for the NBA. Uh, I see no reason why it shouldn't work for college ball, but we got to get there first. <laughs> you know, you can right. you can set up a bubble in March, but, you know, it's, we're still here in November. Um, so we got to make sure we finish the regular season to get to the tournament. But I could see, like, an abbreviated season. But um, in terms of futures that people buy and sell on PropSwap, I think it's a very high likelihood we do play this tournament in March in Indy, yeah. um, you know, and we just got to get from re- from the regular season into that bracket challenge. Yeah. All right. Before we let you go, uh, Mike was all over uh, Kyle Trask and the Heisman uh, a couple yeah. of weeks ago. I mean, he has catapulted up to number one. Trevor Lawrence. The worst thing that could have happened for Trevor Lawrence was missing another game. We said we that said last that week. Too, the last time we were on, we did, and he's missed yeah. another game. Some people think Florida State was ducking him. At least that's what uh, Bo Sweeney thinks. I don't know, but it's going to cost Trevor Lawrence obviously any shot at it. And now Trask is the favorite um, in the NFL. I was just wondering. Uh, is it? Are people looking at it now? Like, is everybody trying to buy a Patrick Mahomes ticket? I mean, he has got to surge. He's, he's been best. he's surged to the lead at this point, he's right, Luke? Oh, yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah, he has. Yeah, and you know, obviously, he did not win it last year. Lamar Jackson took that. Uh, Patrick won it the year prior. Um, so you know, we always talk about the uh, chances of repeating is much more difficult than if you had won. You know, in a prior season, two seasons ago. So, yeah, Mahomes looks incredible, obviously. I still think Aaron Rodgers is in the mix. Obviously, the loss to Indianapolis did not help him. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, our Bears put up a fight on Sunday night. But Of course I, they will. I, yeah. I we'll see. Of course I they will. Look who's back. Don't worry about Mitch it. Mitch is coming back. <laughs> who's coming back? Well, it looks like Mitch might come back. So, uh, Oh, is he starting Sunday night? Well, well it's, it's, I, I, it's, I think it's, it's, it's trending in that direction. Let's put it that way. I don't understand yeah, I mean, the hush hush on this. I don't Who are we fooling over here? Well, you I know? Don't know. I don't know. I, Mike, I don't know why they do these things. They just, they feel, I don't know. They feel yeah, like. Yeah, well, no, he, I get it. He doesn't want LaFleur to be to, able to yeah, game, plan game plan for, for a, a running quarterback. quarterback. Right. I guess that's okay. it. I doubt Matt LaFleur. I don't think it's going to ruin his Thanksgiving dinner one way or another. I don't think the line's going to move. I don't think the line's going to move either way. That's what I don't think so either. Just like the Jacksonville line is staying at six and a half with Mike Glennon Glennon as your quarterback, ladies and gentlemen. From from Jake Luton Luton to Mike Glennon. That ain't moving the line much, folks. No. Luke, listen, have a great Thanksgiving. Happy belated again. We'll talk to you next Friday, okay, buddy? Thanks a lot, guys. Enjoy your family. Have a good right. Thanksgiving. You too, pal. There's Luke Pergandy, at Luke Pergandy on Twitter. Uh, oh, <laughs> you got to check out Props. Mashed potatoes. Turkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah, I, Mike, I'm with you. I, I can't see the line moving one way or another. And it's about eight. I mean, some money is coming. You know, some books have this off the board because they are waiting for the quarterback announcement. But in the places that have posted this, you know, you had to look ahead at about seven. It opened right around there, seven and a half in some books. Green Bay took a little money, and it's out to about eight. My guess is it's going to kind of hang around that number 
seven and a half or so, maybe just over that key uh, going into Sunday night. Well, it's just comical to me, this whole the whole thing. The whole, from the beginning to the, uh, the contriving of it to how we got to this point, it was almost predictable uh, once it happened. And, and, and you know what? I, I remember I put up on Twitter last week. I said, you know what? They were 3-0, and and everything was going good. So when you look back at what four- or five-week period Nagy got fired in because of, it could be two years from now. But we'll, look, we'll also look at this year, that five weeks. And Yurtz was right. He says, well, they were 2-0 and when Mitch you know, was replaced. No. I wanted Foles to come off the bench for the rest of the year like Maniano Rivera if it was necessary. That worked perfectly, and instead we reversed everything, so now we're back to where we were. You know, uh, this rivalry, if you can even call it that, has been so lopsided, Mike. I mean, you know, when I was a little kid, and, you know, we have different memories of this because I'm a little bit younger, but when I was a little kid in the 80s and the Bears were great, I mean, it was was hardly a rivalry then, and that was a good thing. I mean, I, I, you know, I knew you had to hate the Packers growing up here, but to me, it was more you know when the Bears played San Francisco or Washington or when they yeah for crying out loud even the the first couple of years of Barry Sanders you know those were always exciting and then once Favre arrived yeah I mean it's been it's been thirty years of Favre and Rogers and it's been very lopsided the yeah. Bears just don't have anything to show for the last thirty years yeah they've been San San Antonio spur lucky you know have the same players <laughs> yeah, for right. twenty years you know right. Favre and Rogers now when I was younger in the sixties. Forrest Gregg and those guys, yeah. they, the Bears knew each other. They would actually tell Buffone, we're running the sweep to your side, and they'd gain six yards. <laughs> they would tell the Bears what they were running. So and they only had like five plays. Right. And Doug would tell me, little buddy, I'm telling you, I'm out the night before, and Horning's telling me, we're running to your side three of the first five That's plays so tomorrow, crazy. and they'd gain 28 yards. <laughs> you know? So, so it was a different time. Awesome. That's when you had the same players every single year. And then... Things started to change, and then Favre came out of nowhere, which was lucky. And then yeah. Rodgers was a genius pick, you know. And and you know he's having a he's having another decent year. Oh yeah. But when Philip Rivers outduels you, you're on the decline. Yeah, that second half was bad. Hey, I mean, you're really on the was. decline. It was bad. Philip Rivers and the New York Jets have been more responsible for any demise I ever have had in gambling. Unbelievable, my God. And he beat them. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that, that Colts team is funny, you know. Like, I mean, I shouldn't say that they're very good and they're excellent defensively. They they're really okay. are. They're excellent defensively. Rivers is uh, like at times. It, I've said this. Every he looks like he's laboring with almost every throw. You know, his I mean, wife's been the one that's been laboring. Well, over the years. I know, kidding. I but I they have about eighty three kids. kids. I, I got like nine, ten kids. I don't know. I've lost count. But I mean, but they keep winning. They're racking up these wins now. Yep. That was an impressive comeback. And they got a huge game. We'll get into that game. Maybe we can touch on that right when we come back, actually. You know, for the second time in just three weeks here, you got a huge game in the AFC South as uh, they meet the Titans. And they won the first matchup on a Thursday night a couple of weeks ago there. So Mike and I can talk about that game. we got plenty to talk about here. Some college games coming up as well. Don't go anywhere. We're rolling along. We'll give you our best plays a little bit later on. We're getting you set for football throughout this Thanksgiving weekend. We are the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Yeah. 
Back inside the Odds Couple, alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFelco. We're presented by PropSwap. Uh, remember, you can get us normally every Friday, 7 to 8. We're on a little early this week for Thanksgiving. We decided to go ahead and fire off the show for everybody uh, tonight. Get you set for the long weekend. And uh, you'll uh, have the Encore replay on Saturday, of course, 8 to 9 in the morning. Follow us on Twitter. Mike is at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. And Mike's tweeting uh, picks that he's given out all weekend long, everybody. Oh, yeah. So make sure you stay tuned. Gave out Denver. Yep. I mean, I was giving out games left and the, right. The, the Raiders. The Raiders yeah, I gave absolutely. out. You know, uh, I had the Cowboys. I've been picking a lot of upsets. Yeah, nice win on the Cowboys. On that was nice on the Cowboys. Yeah, you took that one. That was your anniversary it was, gift. It was a good pick. Happy anniversary. Thank you very much, my friend. I'll tell you what. I was going to say, you know, you married over your head, but then uh, I knew it was coming back at me like I didn't. <laughs> you did, too. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We all did. Let's That's it. it. Uh, so I meant, you know, before the break, Mike and I were talking about that Titans-Colts game. Mm-hmm. Second time in a few weeks here, they're going to be hooking up. And the that's next a, Ryan Tannehill's in Chicago. That, name's Mitch Trubisky. A lot of people think that. Oh, yeah. A lot of people do. Um, that big win for the Titans against Baltimore. I mean, a rally Adam. like that to win in overtime, that was big. We're going to carry, by the way, this Sunday right here on ESPN 1000. You'll get that Titans-Colts game Darren in the afternoon. Kendry. Imagine oh, trying dude, to tackle he's... him in a, a close ball game around the fourth quarter. No. And you've been getting a beat down all game. See, that's why the running game is still so prevalent in the NFL. It's just different. But, like, just like Cleveland, they got two runners. And that's going to be big. You don't want to play Cleveland, even if Baker Mayfield's erratic, with you got Chubb and you got Hunt. That's a load to play. You don't want oh, those two sure. guys in the playoffs. No, Not. you're right about it. And, and it's you're... running. Pete Prisco from CBS, who York and I talk to all the time. We love Pete. He, he's, yeah, he's had the best line about the way the NFL goes today. You throw the ball to score, you run the ball to win. So to your point, if you can have a guy oh, like Derrick Henry who can wear te- – I mean, Mike, he just wears teams out in the fourth quarter. That's it. He, he's got he's that, old they, school. Oh, is he old school? I mean, I love a guy like that. He's a he's an Earl Campbell type yeah, of, of mean, running yeah. back, you know. He punishes you. It, and I look the longevity for those guys because they take a beating. It's not long. I mean, I get it, and and I know that it's a passing league. I like that. I like creative offense. But there are more than one way. There's more than one way to skin a cat. Some teams do it a little different. Some teams can do it in a more old school way. And the Titans can kind of do it that way. Look, Tannehill and AJ Brown can can beat you. They could hook up. They could score three touchdowns, and then they can just drain you on the ground in the second half. That's it. And then if you have Kareem Hunt and Chubb, and by the way, oh, I yeah. told everybody when they. When Todd Gurley left Georgia and Chubb took his spot and they didn't miss a beat, I told everybody, I go watch this guy become something. And he did. I'll tell you, the double threat, they used to, you know, it, it, it's hard to beat at, at running back. And if your quarterback is having a so-so day, you know, you could still get away with it with the running game. But if he's having a bad day, okay, then the running game becomes bad for you because let's say Cleveland gets down 10 to nothing. Okay, yeah. then you got to start throwing the ball to Hunt. But I really like Cleveland, not maybe this week, but I like them if they get the right matchup in the playoffs. Yeah, they can run it, man. You're right. I mean, they Cleveland runs about as well as anybody. And with Absolutely. Chubb back healthy, there's no doubt. 
This weekend, they actually finally uh, get out of the weather. I mean, they've played three, they played three straight games in Cleveland. All three were miserable weather games, every one of them. I mean, you had snow and wind and rain. I mean, the last they, they were terrible. So I kind of like the over a little bit in the game against Jacksonville this weekend, even though the, the Jags are turning to Mike Glennon. Uh, looking at the college board, Mike, I mean, a big one Friday is uh, Notre Dame. I mean, number two in these initial college what football What number are they, races. or did I misinterpret you, my number friend? Number two, my friend. Number two? Who's number one, for God's sake? Alabama. Numero oh, you uno. know what? I'll tell you, our guy, Pat Fitzgerald, I'd like to see, can I tell you something, laddie? I'd like to see Nick Saban coach this Northwestern team and see what he'd do. I'd like to see that, too. Because I think if Pat ended up taking Alabama's job, they'd be doing just as well with the talent that they have. That old Pat Fitzgerald, yeah. I'll tell you. They got a tough game. We'll get into that one in a minute, yeah. too. They... I, you know, even though it's Michigan State, I want to touch on that. We'll get into that. Yeah. I think Notre Dame's got a tough game this weekend. I love like they, Notre Dame. They got to travel to North Carolina. Ooh. Uh, they're getting, uh, you know, North Carolina's going to be the home dog here. They're getting five. Uh, it's the first time all year that the Tar Heels are getting points. Now, both teams are coming off by. Uh-huh. Big thing I'm looking at here, the Irish in that formidable offensive line, yeah. down two Three. starters. One to injury. I think it's an ankle injury. And one to an emergency appendectomy this week Ooh. will not be able to play. <laughs> and so that's the one thing I think you got to factor into this a little bit. But this is a big game. the backup is probably as good as 90% of the uh, starters in the rest of football, college football? Because it's Notre Dame, you're probably right. Right. You're so probably right about that. Is the that. quarterback hurt? No. No. Everybody else healthy for Notre Dame? I think pretty much. It, Brian Kelly's nose has never been redder, never which been means re- sort of like when the white smoke comes out and there's been a Pope elected, his nose has never <laughs> been redder. This is another victory. I'm leaning Notre Dame. I love it. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, he could be He could be W.C. Fields in the off-Broadway production. This could be another high-scoring game, by the way. Look, we know Notre Dame can score, and Notre Dame's got a good defense. Don't get me wrong. They can oh. stop the run, but North Carolina is a juggernaut offensively. Tar Heels are top 10 in the country in yards per play and points per game. Mac Brown's done a nice job there. And the quarterback, we always made fun of, uh, you know, the Bears. What it's do you the th- cradle of quarterbacks. We, we say, Mitch why from. do you draft a quarterback from from North Carolina, for crying out loud. The one that's there now looks like he's going to be the best one. Sam Howell's played great for them this year. Yeah, well, Sam Howell will not be drafted by the Bears. No, even I if he can falls tell you that. No, uh, we will not have enough, another North Carolina guy. I'm leaning Notre Dame. Okay, I like it. Speaking yeah. of uh, Coach Fitz and the Kitty Cats, big emotional win. Now they got to go on the road. Kitty Cats, anybody except who they're playing. That's right. Now they go on the road with that awesome defense, okay? And defense normally travels. But let's face it, as much as we love Northwestern, they don't go on the road in the conference and lay two touchdowns very often. They haven't no. laid a number like this since they were a 20-point favorite at a 1-11 Rutgers team back in 2018. And they only won that game by a, a late field goal, 18-15. Uh, to 15. Is Northwestern ready to go on the road in the conference and lay nearly two touchdowns, Mike? Man, that is a tough call. Right? It I, is. I, I lean Northwestern right now. Michigan State, they've kept D'Antoni or whatever that rat's name was that kept getting in trouble. They kept having problems. And they kept him about a year or two too long. Too long, yeah. They don't have a whole lot there. So it's not out of the realm. These bookmakers are not stupid. They won't give anybody two touchdowns. They want you to take Michigan State. But Duffy Doherty ain't walking through that door. (laughs) I'm telling you, Bubba Smith ain't walking through that door. In fact, Jeff Smoker ain't even walking through that door. (laughs) Come on. 
That's so good. I do like, I do like the. Uh, I, I I don't like Michigan State. I'm going with Pat here. Yeah. I'm leaning Pat. Uh, the guy's just a phenomenal coach. He is. He is a good. I coach. wouldn't say it. If, he knows. I'm as critical as anybody. I I toss around compliments like sewer covers. Right. Well, guess what? I got to be honest. I didn't have Northwestern here, but every year they're competitive. And he's had some a couple bad years. Yeah, they had a bad but year last year. But those are down recruiting uh, years. Exact, yeah. yeah. I, they weren't all that last year. We know that. Listen, Pat is perfect for that he's job. Consistent. He's the right man for that job. He That's is right. consistent. He's made them relevant. It's going to be called, well, I don't know, Pat Pa. But yeah, I mean, really. Like, and they, I think look, until he That's, got there... They hadn't won a bowl game in like sixty years. I think they've, the, they've won the three Gary in a row. Barnett years are gone, long gone. And Fitz played for him. Yes, Darnell did. Autry. It's like those years never existed, and Barnett's not even thought of, and he should. He should have been somewhat of a legend, but you know, complications, coaching complications down the line ruined all that. At Pat has made them the most relevant they've and clean in the last sixty years, Mike. It's and at, they're not and even they're cl- and they do it the right way. Yeah. You gotta love him, right? And I don't think you should go to the NFL. I think he needs to stay where he's at. No, I, I think better not. He knows that he's perfect for that job. Let's face it. That's it. He can't. You go to the NFL, you get three, four years, maybe, unless things break right. You make a lot of money, though. But Pat's, it's not about that. He's got money. He's got money. He exactly. grew up in Orland Park, I think. For God's sake, he's made plenty of money. They treat him well. He knows it. He oh, loves it on. there. Uh, speaking of, you know, coaches, uh, when when Illinois hired Lovey. You think they all these years later they'd still be saying, "Wait a minute, we're getting four plus touchdowns at home against Ohio State." Wow. I know it's the Buckeyes; they're still a four touchdown underdog. Can right? I tell you something? And I, you know, we didn't have a lot of time to spend with Luke, but and I, we talk Heisman, but I'm not going for the Justin Field, or Josh Fields things or whatever. Justin Fields, yeah. Because you know what, Dwayne, Dwayne, the Haskins deal was the same way, mm. and he's not that good. I just think that they got so much talent around them. A lot of quarterbacks look good. Yeah. You know? Am I wrong about that? Um, I, I, I think he's better than Haskins, but I know what you're saying. They, yeah. The talent helps. Well, who was the guy before uh, before Haskins that was supposed to be it all that? It was Cardell Jones. Yeah, and yeah. the guy before Troy Smith. Troy Smith. There's another one, yeah. See? Right? Yeah. So I'm, what I'm trying to tell everybody is if you are a four-star or five-star quarterback and you're playing for Ohio State, you better look good. Yeah, they churn them out. The, the they talent got around everybody them. around them. You're right. The talent around them is unbelievable. They never, Haskins went to the Redskins, and he goes, this team sucks. <laughs> he, he went goes, to the Redskins. He goes, these, these, why are these guys open like my guys were? Yeah, it's not Columbus he, anymore. No. Uh, when we come back, our buddy Jim Miller. Jimmy! He's got some ponies. Mike and I have a few more games to talk about, oh, plus some oh, best oh. plays. And my partner's been red hot. You don't want to miss it. It's Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. We're the odds couple, and we'll be right back. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap.com where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeValgo on ESPN 1000. on the odds couple it's Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on a little bit early this week uh, we're with you on this Wednesday night keep your step for the long holiday weekend talking about the Thanksgiving games all the other great action college and pro week 12 already in the NFL it's that time though Mike that we talk to our buddy 
from Hawthorne Racecourse, one of the best handicappers in the country, the Galloping Gent. He's at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter, and he is Jim Miller. Jimmy! Jimmy, what's up, pal? What's up, guys? It's crazy. Holiday week already. Things are winding down here a little bit for the racing season. Five weeks to go, but uh, I'll tell you, Mother Nature's still being good to us, so that's a beautiful thing, and it's been some really good racing at Hawthorne. Knock on wood. I mean, another weekend here where it's going to be nice. It looks like Friday and Saturday are going to be great days for racing again, Jimmy. Yeah, and I'll tell you, races continue to fill really well, which is good because it provides a lot of value. Shockingly, we're still on the turf course, so hopefully the rain stopped early enough for the... uh, things to dry out to race on the grass this weekend but there's years where you're done by november 1st so to be considering talking about going into the first week of december for turf racing is insane but hey we'll take it it's been one of the uh, the bright lights for us for 2020 do the horses know it's thanksgiving do they get a, something like turkey or do they get like when my my, my dog gets more during thanksgiving he gets because a special treat or something because it's a holiday or do they basically go the same way they always do basic hay i'll tell you there's no holidays in horse racing mike it's one of the things it's kind of the unsung heroes for these people that handle the horses during the racing season because there are no days off there's no holidays there's no christmas the horses still have to eat the horses still have to be taken care of and it, it is maybe they'll throw a couple extra peppermints in the feed bucket for them <laughs> as a uh, ah. as a little dessert there but uh yeah training takes place on thanksgiving morning at hawthorne and then everybody gets a little bit of a break going into the weekend. But, uh, yeah, that may be it. Maybe an extra carrot, something like that, chopped up. A little bit of an apple that wasn't Get used to Get skydiver. Throw skydiver turkey. With skydiver, sky yeah. Get our guys skydiver. The skydiver deserves a turkey. Yeah, the skydiver absolutely. deserves whatever that horse wants. That's right. That, that peppermint thing, by the way, I, I uh, long uh, different life ago in a separate life, uh, I dated a girl who uh, rode horses, but equestrian horses. And the first time I ever saw her feeding a horse peppermint, I said, what in the world? And she said, oh, horses love peppermint. Who the hell knows that? That horses love it, peppermint, right? Yeah. And it's crazy. It's just it's the sweetness of it, and it's the size of it. They can crunch it in their teeth, and, and really, you just sit there. You kind of cup it in your hand, put it under their mouth, so and, and all of a sudden, you have this crazy sandpaper tongue sticking yes. out, just kind of sucking it in. That's what she used to do all the time. I'd say, that's insane. Um, real quick, before your picks, why is the turf racing better, Jimmy? You know, you've said that with us a lot. That sure. The weather has cooperated so much. For those of us that are the novices, why do you guys like having the horses on the turf as opposed to the dirt track? You know, what you find for turf races, and it happens across the country quite a bit, is a lot of people, one, want to try their horses on the turf, or horses have kind of a specialty for running on the turf. So you tend to get a larger fields for one. Two, turf races, you usually get a lot more closer finishes. You don't see those runaway winners on the grass. You see things bunching up at the top of the stretch. So there's a little bit more of an excitement level for that. But then three, it really comes down to the quality of racehorse. You see a lot of higher level races that are run on the grass. And people, if they have the choice between a bottom level claiming race on the dirt or say an upper end allowance race with the same size field on the turf course, that's kind of what they're going to gravitate to is that grass race. But field size, you usually tend to say, hey, maybe about a horse, one and a half horses per average per field on the turf compared to the dirt. So it's one of those where it is. You, you get 45, 50 turf races in a fall compared to 20 turf races in a fall. It makes a huge difference when all is said and done. Very interesting. All right, what do we like for Saturday? These are still uh, horses for Saturday, right, Jim? Yeah. yeah, Saturday at Hawthorne, all three at Hawthorne. And this is a pick three you might be able to play too. But we're going to start in race number five with the four horse, special price, Bet this horse across the board. The horse has good early speed, shortens up in distance, almost stole a race in that last out, 4-1 to one in the morning line, and you'll get 4-1 to one again on that horse again on Saturday. Then go to race six with the nine horse, close to me. Again, bet this horse across the board, 4-1, to one, 
two good races over the racetrack, sits just off a contested pace and then runs on late. And then your horse to single on in your gimmicks. In race number seven, bet the six horse. Read the cliff notes only to win. This is a horse that's won five of seven starts over the Hawthorne main track. Excellent on the dirt. Dictates the pace and should take him all the way around from gate to wire. All right, sounds good. So the fifth races, again, are all at Hawthorne on Saturday, folks. The fifth race, the four horse across the board. The sixth race, the nine horse across the board. And then in race seven, the six horse to win, right? That's right, boys. Right. We'll make some money going into a big NFL Happy Sunday. Sounds good. Happy Jimmy! Thanksgiving, Jim. See you, bud. Happy Thanksgiving, boys. Take care. There's Jim Miller from Hawthorne. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Hawthorne Jim. So those are the three plays for this weekend. We've had one of the uh, Thursday games, the game we were looking forward to most, the night game, a pushback. Luckily, they're still planning to play that game this weekend. That's just been pushed mm-hmm. to Sunday. Mike and I talked about the Thanksgiving games tomorrow. Listen, watch and enjoy. It's still football. The games aren't great. We know it. At the very least, you can watch them duke it out in the dumpster fire that is the NFC East for first place Brutal. with just a fourth win, you know. If anything, I will tell you, I'll give you a little prop play I like in that game, though, Mike. This Antonio Gibson, the third-round rookie running back out of Memphis. Good ball for, he's a good ball player for Washington. Yep. He Look, he's got a touchdown in four straight. I think his total for the game is sitting at about 54-and-a-half. Only the Texans have been worse this year than stop, at stopping the run than the Dallas Cowboys. And this kid popped for almost a buck thirty against Dallas in the first meeting in Washington when the football team smoked the Cowboys. So I like his over. I, he's, he's averaging about 5.2 yards per carry the last four games. I think that's a good little prop bet if you just want to have some. I, I, I bet the over Brady the other night just on the lark. Did you? I just went light. You know, I went one unit on the game, and I yep. went light on Brady. He sucked. He sucked. Talk about what happens to any quarterback that's line is bad. With or pressure. that gets flustered yeah. and gets pressured. They all look alike. Yeah, that's very he, true, Mike. The grass is greener. You know what? I'm glad he's having, you know what? He's had five interceptions the last three games. I know. And Bruce Arians laid him out. Bruce Arians basically said he's been doing some misreads. He's yep. been making some mistakes. He ain't playing with Belichick now. No. Yeah, you're There's right. no relationship with Arians and, and Brady. And Arians isn't afraid to just say no. to the public or anybody else, like, he's going to speak his mind. So some he, people and, can and respect he has that. Been, yeah. He's basically said, it's it's on Brady why they're not winning a couple yeah. of these games. Yeah, he did. He put it on the quarterback. He said yep. the quarterback's got to play better. Speaking of Belichick, Patriots are at home. Non-conference showdown this weekend. Patriots at home against the Arizona Cardinals. The Patriots are getting about two and a half, maybe a field goal. The last time the New England Patriots were a home underdog versus an NFC team, you would have to go back to Week 10, November 18th, 2001, when they were eight-and-a-half-point underdogs to the greatest show on turf, the Rams, and they lost by seven. How about that? I think they can win this game. I think they're going to win this game. Hey, you know, Kyler Murray, I mean, he's good, but he's he's not – Wowing him right now. And he's not great as a favorite. He's much no. better when they're an underdog. It's a very good no. point. You know what I still have trouble realizing, too? What's that? I know Lamar Jackson had a good year last year. Great year. But I can't believe Mahomes. He could uh, win MVP he's every year. He's, he's, he's Michael right yeah, now. You're yeah, right, Mike. That's what he is. It's crazy. Come he's on. that good. All right, let's give our best plays. Out. Right, Mike, Mike's friend. been so hot. I'm going to let Mike carry this thing and hope he... He knocks it out of the park again. He's been absolutely You're, fantastic. Well, we'll see. And you've been very kind, but you know what, Carm? You've you've been in one little slump in two years. I so, hope I folks, get out of it. It's nothing. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, I'm going to take Jacksonville with Mike Lennon. Okay. Plus the six and a half or seven. Now, last week, you know, Carmen's game, one of his games, came down. 
which would have been advantageous for you. Yeah. The line does move from when we're doing the show now on Wednesday. But it's I think it's six and a half now. It could be seven. Take it either way. I like Jacksonville. I think that Jacksonville last week, it Lutz threw four interceptions. Okay? The only thing worth a damn that's called Lutz is I think it's a soap. Okay? <laughs> I don't even know. No, that might be a different name. But all I'm saying is the guy sucked. He's so bad, they put in Mike Lennon. Mike Lennon's playing a Cleveland team where if you prorate Mitch Trubisky's year to the same amount of starts as Baker Mayfield, who's got 15 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and an 85 quarterback ranking, Mitch Trubisky's the better quarterback. Mm. So I like Jacksonville getting to six and a half to seven. I like one thing in that game, too, and I kind of hinted at this over, and I like the play, Mike. I also like the over, believe it or not, in this game. I think, you know, the Browns finally are on the road out of the miserable weather. I talked about this. They played three straight uh, at home. Every one of them was, a, like, not not just a weather game. It was miserable. And so right. the hot trend on Cleveland early on through the first seven was that in five of the games – uh, they went to the over, and then they played those three miserable weather games. They were under, under, under. I think both teams open it up a little. It's supposed to be a beautiful weekend in Jayville. They're going to have pleasant weather. And I like the best of this line is gone. I will say that. And I, and I sometimes hate giving this away because I jumped on it earlier in the week. It's sitting at about 48 and a half or yep. 48 right now. But I like it over 48. Are you taking it? Yes, I am taking that. Yes! I like the over 48 in that game. Absolutely. Yep. All right. So you got the over, and I got Jacksonville six and a half or seven. Okay. okay, I got another one here. Now, first of all, on the Carmen Yurkle show with the uh, producer who is the, I guess, I guess he's at the top of his game, Randy well, Merkin, sure producing that show. You miss a little, you miss a lot, ladies and gentlemen. I got Colorado State plus the yep. six. I don't have to go into why. I just got it, okay? Then, when I think of rivalry, do you think of Green Bay Bears? No. <laughs> do you think Cardinals, Cubs? No, 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 no. Do you think? Of any right, do you think Hulk and Andre the Giant? No. <laughs> what do you think? That's right. You're hearing it. That's right. Mississippi versus Mississippi State, That's my friends. That's a rivalry. That's a rivalry that, believe me, the town folk don't take a cotton to each other if their favorite team loses. So I'm going to take Mississippi State mm-hmm, <laughs> plus the 10. Right down there, and we're going to get it done for everybody, and then we're going to go down to the local parlor and have ourselves a cocktail. I love it. Mississippi State Mississippi plus State. The 10. That's, that's a, right. That's a perfect Mississippi accent. Mississippi State plus 10, Colorado I State like plus it. 6, and Jacksonville minus, minus the 7. Minus the, uh, plus the 7. Jacksonville plus, plus the 7. The seven. Yes. Oh, my God. Mike Glennon starting. Yes, I need remember. every point I can yeah. get. If the line And watch the lines on these three games, folks, because if you take them on game day – and you win. That's it. Well, I, I'll tell you, I'll give you one more that I like this weekend. There's I a game love I it. like Sunday. Now, Mike nailed the Cowboys last week. Uh, you, you know, and that was a great pick. Maybe a Thank little you. bit of a letdown there for the Vikings after playing three straight division games. You but said it on the show. That's right. If mm-hmm. The Vikings now uh, realize, because the Bears aren't very good in the bottom of that uh, conference right now, that it's, it's wide open. They know they need wins, and they need them badly. And as much as I love Teddy Two Gloves, if he does come back and play, the guy slays it when he gets points on the road. We know that. But this has been a huge yeah. moneymaker over the years for Mike Zimmer and the Vikings, even with the straight-up loss in the against-the-spread loss. 
the Vikings under Zimmer at home, when they're favored against non-division opponents, they cash like 70% of the time. It's 18-6-1 against the number. I say the Vikings bounce back. I'll lay the four against the Panthers like this weekend. So there hey, you, you go. You know, Baby and I were discussing, they don't wear purple anymore. It's sort of a shocking blue now. We, if you got a nice t- a TV. You got a good TV, see. yeah. Yeah, I mean, the old ones, the Mick Tingle-off jerseys. <laughs> they're a thing of the bad. Little Mick Tingle-off. Mike, have a great Thanksgiving, all right? You too, everybody. We love you. The God's Couple, we appreciate it. You too, Carmen. You too, Randy. Thanks to everybody. As always, great job, Randy Merck and Sean Davis. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody. You will get the Encore replay Saturday morning. You'll get uh, the podcast will be up at ESPN on the ESPN uh, Chicago app. Make sure you download that. And also thanks to Jim Miller and Luke Pergandy. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving, everybody. Enjoy the long weekend. We'll see you next Friday on The Odds Couple. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports.